Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. We don't often get personal on this show, but when we do, from that intro, we find out Joe Fortenbaugh's marriage is crumbling. Ladies, I'm, uh, I'm officially available. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Buffalo. Thanks a lot. Buffalo and Philadelphia. It could not have gone worse for you, for you from that perspective this weekend. A dominant performance from your Philadelphia Eagles over the New York Giants. And then the Buffalo Bills hardly showing up there against the Cincinnati Bengals. Things must have been tense this weekend in your household. I, I, I did learn that the worst possible thing I could have said after the Bills game, and I put my arm around her. We had a lot of other people at the house. Uh, there were some Bills fans as well. Put my arm around her, and I said, it's okay. At least one of our teams got through. Oh. And that, that didn't land well at all. Now, the implication was, don't worry, we got one through. The whole family can pull together. The boys can root for the Eagles. We can all root for the Eagles. And I realized as it left my lips, I go, that it would not console me at all. Mm-mm. It did not console her. We are at DEFCON. What's the worst type of DEFCON? Is it one or five? I get confused. I, I, I get confused with right. DEFCONs. I think it's okay, one, so if right? DEFCON, it's doesn't it go the opposite yeah. way? Yeah. Is DEFCON five the, the most extreme? Because if it's the most extreme, we're at DEFCON four. Yeah. Five is the most extreme. So I think we're at DEFCON four, yeah. Okay, you don't you. look very confident saying that. I am though. not. I'm, what, I, yeah, I, that, I forgot all about that stuff. <laughs> Right. Okay. Show. So just to put We're it out, out on there, Defcon. whatever the most elaborate and, and scary DEFCON is, we are one step below that right now. That's where we are today. Well, that's not, hopefully not how we're going to be here on Joe and Amber. Tons to unpack here. Maybe that team in upstate New York is not built to play in upstate Oof. New York. Don't tell Joe Fortenpaugh's wife that I just said that. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out how much money they could save you on your car insurance. So the Buffalo Bills fell to the Cincinnati Bengals 27 to 10. Frankly, Joe, confession coming off of this divisional round, this weekend wasn't very good football for me. I mean, I honestly was pretty bored with all of these games and some of these games early. So let's go ahead and get the note to Roger Goodell. Amber Wilson not pleased with the product this weekend. I mean, the wild card round gave me a lot of product. And this weekend, I and the problem was this weekend, we thought we were getting awesome matchups and we were all so stoked. And honestly, it just left so much to be desired. Even the Bills showing against the Bengals, it just, that game, the Bengals looked so much better than the Bills. And this was the game that we wanted so badly in the regular season. Obviously, unfortunately, because of the DeMar Hamlin situation, we did not get. And so we were extra, I think, looking forward to this matchup in the postseason. And then it fell flat. The Buffalo Bills fell flat. Josh Allen fell flat, who's still one of my favorite quarterbacks overall in the league when we're choosing those top-tier quarterbacks. I still have him here, but a lot of people are now questioning that for Josh Allen because he didn't show up in the biggest moment in the way that he needed to. He had a costly interception in that game. That's the story we're getting used to when it comes to Josh Allen. I mean... The, the, the big takeaway here should be the fact that Zach Taylor coached rings around Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott mm-hmm. wasn't ready for that game. 
Sean McDermott didn't have his team ready for that game. They didn't make any adjustments whatsoever. They went out with a plan. It was a bad plan. They stuck with it, and they got beat the entire way. The entire way. They were never in that football game. Cincinnati did an extraordinary job of covering up their weaknesses. The handicap going into the game, they were down three starting offensive linemen. They're on the road. What are they going to do? How are they going to protect Burrow? Well, it's simple. Burrow's elite. He just realizes he has to get the ball out of his hands quickly, so he does. He was sacked one time. Negative crazy, two yards. It, it, that was the most frustrating part of it. I'm like, where is the pressure on Joe Burrow? Their, their entire line is decimated. I thought that aspect of it that you just mentioned was the poorest showing from the Bills. We can talk about interceptions and Josh Allen all day long. That's part of his story. That's part of his game. He's had double-digit interceptions every season but one that he's been in the NFL. He's a high-risk, high-reward player. That component of me, the lack of pressure in terms of the pass rush, I just could not understand that game plan from McDermott. And I understand that it was snowing, and you easily could have gotten even more pressure. More In that situation, it just felt like they really weren't taking advantage of the weaknesses that we all knew Cincinnati had. Well, you hit the nail on the head. The, the issue for the pressure was the snow. That 100% is what affected the pressure. If you go back statistically, and Bill Barnwell of ESPN did a tremendous job writing about this this morning, in games like this, you get less pressure, you get fewer sacks. It's too difficult for the defensive players to get back there, to fire off the ball. Like the way you see Nick Bosa fire off the ball in San Francisco, you don't get that in the snow. Allen was only sacked once as well, right? Two total sacks in the game. So the weather becomes the story. At first, you see it snowing. You think it's beautiful. We all love watching that. Then you think Ralph Wilson Stadium, Western New York in the snow, huge edge for the Bills, but they're not built that way. That's been the talking point today. Buffalo built an indoor track team in an outdoor bad weather stadium, and they got burned for it yesterday. Teams have to be aware of two things when they're constructing their roster. A, the division in which you play. If you're in the AFC West and you're the Chargers, Raiders, or Broncos, you better have good corners and a good pass rush because you're going to deal with Patrick Mahomes. And B, what's the weather, right? Look at Seattle during the Legion of Boom era. First seven years when Pete Carroll came in, they went to the playoffs six of seven years in his first seven seasons. Their average rushing rank in the NFL was 12th. Their average scoring defensive rank was 5th. They knew that they're going to deal with hostile weather, so they put together a good defense and the ability to run the ball. Look at Baltimore. 15 seasons under John Harbaugh. They have been in the top half of the league in rushing in 12 of those 15 seasons. They have been in the top half of the league in scoring defense in 13 of those 15 seasons. They're going to play in the AFC North. It's going to be physical. It's going to be tough. There's going to be bad weather. They built a team constructed for that. The Bills have Josh Allen. He's got a huge arm. He can play in that win, but they can't run the football. They can't run the football, and that killed him yesterday. And the fact that they lost Von Miller, they couldn't rush the opposing passer, mm-hmm. it ended up being a death sentence for him. Yeah, Von Miller was a huge loss for this team. I do think things would have looked different had they been able to have him. Rushing total for the Buffalo Bills was 63 yards. 26 of those came from their quarterback in Josh Allen. That's always the story of that team. And you are absolutely right. It needs to be more ground and pound when that weather presents itself. Conversely, the Cincinnati Bengals had 172 yards rushing. 105 of those came from Joe Mixon, where you would expect them to come from. And that was a huge advantage. And don't forget, the Bengals were doing that with a decimated line. The Bills certainly have some things here that they have to 
cleanup because they play in Buffalo, by the way, and they're not putting a dome on the new stadium. Apparently there is going to be snow and they are going to have to get Josh Allen some more help in the backfield. Again, I know a lot of people are going to want to talk about the interceptions with Josh Allen and the lack of efficiency with Josh Allen. I'm not out in Josh Allen in any way. I'm not willing to have that conversation about Josh Allen off of this one game, but I am willing to entertain the thought that they certainly need some more help in the backfield and a different game plan when it's that weather that is showing up. And by but the way, here's the thing. They just spent a second round pick on James Cook out of Georgia and he carried the ball five times yesterday. Five, I'm not disagreeing yards. with you, but the fact that they dedicated resources to that position and they still can't figure it out, that's going to be a top priority this offseason along with addressing all the guys they lost in free agency or are going to lose because there are several key starters who are probably headed elsewhere once free agency opens up. I miss that weather in Buffalo by one week. This Florida girl, I don't think she would have survived Ooh. that if that had been the weather Ooh. for that Dolphins-Bills game. I would have been out. I would have had to go home. Uh, Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, another disappointing end of the season for the Dallas Cowboys. Can they win a Super Bowl with Dak and Mike McCarthy? We're going to get into it. This is Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. Check us out as well on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. A lot of people correcting us that DEFCON 1 is the most extreme of the DEFCONs. Glad so we got we that appreciate, Yes, we appreciate you chiming into the program. You can get in, touch with us, uh, get in touch with us rather that way. You can also always join the conversation on the call-in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. One of our favorite things to do here on Joe and Amber is try to earn you a little pizza money. That's some loose change, a small wager, nothing crazy. Let's get to it. 
Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. Let's go to the ice. This game starts at 8.37 p.m. Eastern. Very specific with the puck drop tonight between Calgary and Columbus. We're going to play over six and a half total goals. Columbus, one of the worst defenses in the entire NHL, allowing almost four goals per game. That ranks 30th out of 32 teams. Calgary's right in the middle of the pack. The handicap here is the situation. We're looking for some dead legs. Colorado, or excuse me, Columbus, playing their fifth game in eight nights. Calgary playing their ninth game in 18 days. They're basically out on the ice every other night. I think that translates to dead legs on defense, which means we're going to go over six and a half goals between the Flames and the Blue Jackets. Here's Prescott back, has time, throws out left, intercepted. Ball got tipped up and taken by Fred Warner. For us to only put up the points that we did, that, that's unacceptable. And it starts with me, and I've got to be better. Hand off McCaffrey. Touchdown! The San Francisco 49ers have earned their way back into the NFC Championship game next Sunday in Philadelphia by beating the Cowboys today 19-12. to If you like defense, this was the game for you. But if you liked offense, the Dallas Cowboys left a lot to be desired as the San Francisco 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys 19-12. to Dak on the day, Joe, was 23-37, of 206 yards passing. He had a touchdown. He had a couple interceptions. And now, of course, we begin the offseason here for the Dallas Cowboys of yes. – is Mike McCarthy still going to be the head coach there? Can you win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? Is he going to be the quarterback of the future for that Dallas team? Is this pairing ever going to get anything done? Uh, that's the most important question. And the answer to that is no. Because if the coach and the quarterback are both flawed, that means one can't cover up for the other. And if you can't cover up for the other at the two most important positions in the entire sport, then you're doomed when you play elite competition. The Cowboys can get away with some of this stuff over the course of a 17-game season because they'll run in the bad teams and other bad coaches. But when you get to the playoffs, there's really none of that. You have really good coaches and really good teams, so the margin for error is extraordinarily thin. And yesterday you saw a flawed quarterback who couldn't get bailed out by his head coach, and you saw a flawed coach not get bailed out by his quarterback. Go to the 4th and 5 on the San Francisco 40. I think it's late third quarter. Game's tied. Defense is playing elite, McCarthy. You're paying the quarterback $40 million a year. Go for it. But no, he takes a penalty and he punts. And then the Niners drive right down the field and score a touchdown. That's the problem. Prescott is a flawed quarterback. In San Francisco, Brock Purdy's a flawed quarterback. Kyle Shanahan can cover him up. And that's exactly what he's done during this recent run where Purdy looks fantastic. In Tampa Bay, Todd Bowles is a flawed head coach. Brady was able to cover that up and win the division and get his team to the playoffs. In Dallas, you have a flawed coach and you have a flawed quarterback. And as a result, they can't cover each other up. Maybe against an average team like Tampa, but not a great team like San Francisco. So they're not going anywhere that matters with those two in their current positions. McCarthy, of course, made that decision to punt on three and out with less than three minutes remaining that Joe just referenced. He said after the game that he didn't want to go for it on fourth and 10 deep in his own territory. This has been a thing, though, with Mike McCarthy. That was a different one real quick. I'm referencing one in the third. He also did it there. And then he also settled for a field goal when he should have played for a touchdown. So there were several. And that highlights my point. You just brought up another one. There were so many. That's the problem. And that's the problem with Mike McCarthy. It's been the story of Mike McCarthy. I mean, we all remember the criticism surrounding his play calling last season, calling that quarterback draw for Prescott, where he ends up with time winding down. He ends up getting tackled 
inbounds, the play calling, the clock management there in last time we saw the Cowboys in the postseason. Well, now this time it's a very similar situation. And I don't know what was happening on that final play where they oh decided God, that, so that the, good. the last play of Ezekiel Elliott's career, probably with a star, a star on his helmet. I, I mean, it's just him like getting just absolutely buried into the grass buried I mean what was the point of that why are you putting Zeke out there just to get trucked so you can throw it 10 yards when you need a touchdown in that scenario so the philosophy can I explain the philosophy yes please so there's actual logic to this because I did not understand what was happening there's logic there's just terrible execution because it's a bad head coach so the thought process of having Zeke at center is that in the in last play of the game from that far away, the only way you're scoring a touchdown, which is what you need, is one of those, as Scott Van Pelt would call it, pitchy-pitchy woo-woos, right? Everyone laddering the ball all over the field. Right. Well, the last, the, lo- the last people you want on the field in that situation are centers, offensive guards, and offensive tackles. They're not guys that handle the ball. So what you do is you sub those guys out of the game and put all your running backs and all your hands team players into the game because they can make plays with the ball in their hands. So the thought process is rather than go out with six guys who can handle a lateral, let's go with 11. You still have to declare yourself ineligible, but once the ball comes out and you start lateraling, anyone can make a play. So you've got the right personnel. The problem is they didn't realize that by having no protection whatsoever, the Niners were just going to straight bum rush yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, not even going to have time to do anything. And Prescott threw the ball to the guy who was most covered in that situation. Like that, it was such I mean, an idiotic it, design and then right an there. idiotic decision by the quarterback. The whole thing blew up and that that's why we're all laughing about it today. The mindset, the, the philosophy behind it is correct, but McCarthy and Prescott were not capable of even coming close to executing it. So the problem is, though, that there's the track record with McCarthy where we can go through these games and we can go through these moments and go through these moments in the postseason and we can question the play calling and question the execution. It does seem like there are going to be changes to this Dallas team. I'm not wrong saying that that's probably the last time we're going to see Zeke, right, in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. There's naturally going to be some changes to this team. I don't know if it's going to come from Jerry Jones firing Mike McCarthy because we are talking about a team that can consistently wins 12 games in the regular season. They're always a good team, right? And then they always underperform in the postseason. That's hard to get rid of because it's hard to move on from coaches that win as much as Mike McCarthy wins in the regular season. But the reality is the expectation for that team with that, with who you have should be with that personnel should be Super Bowl or bust. And it feels like to me that Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. I'm not going to say Dak Prescott is a great, great quarterback. He ain't Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he needs to be, though. I do think Dak is good enough that you could win a Super Bowl with Dak, but you have to have the coach that can get the most out of him and also cover up some of the deficiencies because there are going to be some deficiencies there in his game. And it doesn't feel like the pairing of McCarthy and Dak can get that done. I feel like we've seen the ceiling of the pairing. I'm not suggesting that we've seen the ceiling of Dak, but we've seen the ceiling of that pairing collectively. I think that's pretty well said. I do. Because if you get a better coach in there, some of these game management decisions, some of these timeouts, you improve some of that, you might be able to squeak out a couple extra wins here and there. So there's no disagreement. I'll say this about McCarthy. I'm an Eagles fan. I want to be very clear about that. And this is not said with sarcasm. This is not said to be mean. This is the truth. If you are a fan of the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, or the Washington Commanders, you want Mike McCarthy coaching the Dallas Cowboys. And that right there is what should drive Jerry Jones's decision to move on from Mike McCarthy. Your top rivals, all of them want McCarthy still in power. 
because it means they're never going to be the threat that you have to take serious enough to where they're going to win the NFC. And, and again, I don't mean it to take a shot at the guy. I don't mean it to try to pile on, but it's, it's like a gambling adage we all have. If you have the defense when it's fourth and one and the other team's punting and you're relieved because you bet on that team, that means they should be going for it. We have this idea, though, with Jerry Jones. We act like he's, you know, ruling with an iron fist and he's going to just get rid of McCarthy. I mean, Jerry Jones has been known to be very loyal in the past to these coaches, right? I mean, he was loyal a lot longer to Jason Garrett than I think a lot of us would have expected. I'm not surprised if we see that again here with Mike McCarthy. I don't know if that change is coming, even if it should. Joe and Amber, the podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about us. We don't care who's favored, who's not. We're built for this. I wouldn't say we overlooked, you know what I'm saying? It's just the disrespect they gave us, you know what I'm saying? We don't really care how they treating us and how they going to do us. Joe's a killer, man. You got nine at the helm, you know, anything's possible. Windows my whole career. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh here on Joe and Amber. All you have to do is tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. It is that simple. You can also tell it to play Fitz and Harry. And that's how you find our friend Harry Douglas, who joins us now, Fitz and Harry, Every weekday here, 12 to 3, check them out. And Harry and I were just getting into it a little bit on the commercial break because Douglas, what are we doing with Joe Burrow? Like, he's cool and all, okay? But he's, like, we're a little in the moment. I don't know if he's the coolest man who has ever graced planet Earth with his presence, which is what I feel like has been happening all over social media and on your show, by the way, for the last 24 hours. Amber. Uh, no, you did not start this this process off with saying that he is not the coolest guy. Right now, Joe Cool is so damn cool that I have my sunglasses on doing this interview in honor of him. 
and none of us can see you. <laughs> so so it's just for it, you. To, to honor him. Because we need him. to honor Joe. Do we like, we feel like Joe Burrow is not getting enough credit here? Listen, good performance, obviously, by the Bengals. Bad game plan by the Bills. No pressure on Burrow. Their line oh. is decimated. Harry, what were the Bills doing? Well, I, I will say this about Buffalo and they're going to have some have to have some conversations with themselves because I think they need to have an identity shift. The identity that they play with right now is not sustainable to win a Super Bowl. And if they want to get to a Super Bowl and actually have an opportunity to win one, they're going to have to become more physical. At this time of the year where the weather's bad and you have to rush the football because you can't be one-dimensional and your quarterback can't be your main guy from a running standpoint, that's when all those things show up. You look at how the Buffalo uh, Cincinnati Bengals, from, from an offensive perspective on their end, ran the ball down their throat, but Buffalo couldn't do the same to Cincinnati. And then this is a team that is predicated off the big play. So if a defense or a defensive coordinator makes the Bills methodically work the football down the field, it's not sustainable because they, they're, they're predicated off of the big play. They only had three explosive plays in the game versus the Bengals, and that's 20-plus th- uh, yard um, Explosive runs, pass catches, anything like that. They only had three of them. And for a team that's predicated off of that and feeds off of that, that's not good. So I just think they need to change their identity. You know, you have a Bengals team here that in their entire existence had never won a road playoff game. Burrow shows up. He's now 3-0 on the road. Joe, start it over. Say it one more time, Joe. Start it over. My take, God. Who showed up? Who showed up? going under the bus. Take it easy, Douglas. Take who it showed, easy. Joe, who showed up, though? I'm asking. Who showed up? I mean, up? He, he he did in a big way. That's the thing. He's he, he's not just winning, like, these casual road games. He won at Arrowhead in the AFC Championship. He run, mm. won at the Ralph in bad weather. I'm wondering, we came into the season, Mahomes is always a, uh, an MVP favorite. Allen yes. was right up there near him. That hierarchy of those three quarterbacks, the AFC's in great hands, but is, is Burrow the guy that's now moved into the two spot ahead of Allen? Like, how do you see it? Because this is the, the type of discussion we always have on radio, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think Harry Douglas has him in the one spot right now. I, yeah. Harry, do you have no, him above no, Mahomes? No, I actually don't. See, I'm not going to oh. get on here and talk reckless. I have right now Patrick <laughs> Mahomes at number one because you can't ignore the MVP nor ignore the Super Bowl victory that he already has. Now, I will tell you this. Joe Burrow's at number two. Joe Burrow wins this game this weekend and then go on and w- goes on and win the Super Bowl, he will now be the number one quarterback in the National Football League in my eyes, and Patrick Mahomes will move to number two. Wow, that seems a little unfair to the guy maybe with the high ankle sprain, but we'll what, see how that one not, It has nothing to do with the high ankle sprain, but you can't ignore that Joe Burrow is 3-0 and versus Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, and then last year, it being at Arrowhead – in the AFC Championship game, and then you have another game this year. Granted, Patrick Mahomes is not going to be 100%. Well, mm-hmm. if, he's, if that's going to be the argument, tell him don't go out there and play then. Harry Douglas from Fitz and Harry weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern here on ESPN Radio. So let's talk about these Dallas Cowboys, Harry. You're oh, talking man. about... You're talking about the Bengals winning a Super Bowl. We're talking about the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl. Maybe the Bills can get things that identity changed, as you said. Maybe they can get it cleaned up and win a Super Bowl. Can Dallas win a Super Bowl if, in fact, it is Dak and Mike McCarthy as a pairing moving forward? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think Mike McCarthy nor Kelly Moore is the coach for Dak Prescott. I think somebody has to come in because when you look at, you know, the regression that we've seen from Dak Prescott this year, and it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that Kellen Moore is continuously getting these head coaching interviews 
well, if you put the two together, if your quarterback is regressing, why is the offensive coordinator still getting head coaching interviews? But then you got defensive coordinator like Lou Anarumo for the Cincinnati Bengals that's not even getting head coaching interviews. Make that make sense to me. They don't go together. All right, so let's do this. It's Monday. We're just off those final two playoff games. We're not going to hold you to anything. But Mm -hmm. your first thought on Philadelphia, San Francisco. I don't need you to handle the spread. I'll throw it out there for the people. Eagles minus two and a half against Brock Purdy and the Niners. Purdy, Shanahan, that top defense, they going to go into Philly and beat the Eagles? First, I'll say anything is possible. But when you look at a team like the Eagles that are balanced and can pass the football very effectively, and we just seen them rush for 263 yards and three touchdowns versus the Giants, they can pose some problems for the defense of the of the San Francisco 49ers. They had the best offensive line in football as well. So San Francisco, they're going to have to get home. They're going to have to be able to stop the run as well, in which Jalen Hurts will be included in that in this NFC Championship game. But this game could go either way. It's a game where I actually tweeted on October 3rd, Joe, that oh, I would hammer? not have mind seeing if it was the NFC Championship game. And lo and behold, we're going to have it right here. That's Harry Douglas tooting his own horn, as H. <laughs> Douglas does. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Amber, Joe Fortenbaugh and Amber Wilson. Horn. We are happy to have our friend Harry Douglas joining us. So I want to ask you, though, Harry, because nobody watches more game film than Harry Douglas. And so I know you're prepared for this question. When it comes to Brock Purdy, how good is Brock Purdy? Is Kyle Shanahan covering up things in that system that maybe we're not really seeing during this winning streak just because of how good the coaching is? Or is Brock Purdy genuinely so much better than any of us realized when he was coming out of college? Well, I I think Brock Purdy is surrounded by a lot of great players. And when you have that, you have a coach in Kyle Shanahan that doesn't mind allowing him because he believes in him to throw the football late in the fourth quarter of a game like we witnessed yesterday, last night, I should say, in which he didn't mind Brock Purdy throwing the football when I actually thought he was going to be conservative and run the football. We look at the previous wild card matchup where he allowed Brock Purdy to have the game in his hands. I've never seen him do that with Jimmy Garoppolo. I've always seen him hold that leash on Jimmy, Jimmy G. I I just don't see too much of that with Brock Purdy, but also – we can't ignore the fact that Kyle Shanahan is a wonderful mastermind when it comes to the offensive side of the football, and he's going to figure out the matchup that is best for his offense throughout a football game if it's not early on. And I think that's what they did in the second half. They went to a little bit more inside runs uh, versus outside runs, and they had success. But Brock Purdy also made the throws yesterday that Dak Prescott did not make. So uh, 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 the last pick of the NFL draft in 2022 – outplayed a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys who's making $40 million a year when it's all said and done. I mean, it's crazy to say. I I genuinely think because Brock Purdy has been playing so well and looks like he looks like he fits that I don't know if we're taking the time to really recognize. Like, we keep saying it's Mr. Irrelevant, but I don't know if we're really understanding the gravity of this story, Harry. Like, if this dude ends up in a Super Bowl or winning a Super Bowl, it will be one of the best stories ever in the history of the NFL. It's so improbable. Amber, I'm just going to wink my eye at you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I, that's all I'm gonna do Amber I'm just gonna, gonna weak my eye at you I'm gonna take your word for it Harry but I can't see because you still got those shades on because you think Joe Burrow is so cool Harry Douglas from Fitz and Harry check him out weekdays right here on ESPN radio noon to three Harry thanks for stopping by 
By the way, let me say this. I think y'all are doing a phenomenal job. Love listening to y'all, by the way. Right back at you, friend. Very Thank nice. You. Thank Thanks you, Thanks for Harry. your time. This is Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio, Joe Fortenbaugh, Amber Wilson. Check them out on social, at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can check me out as well, at Amber W Sports. Coming up can next year. Can I say year. something real quick? Can oh, I say something real quick? I, I'll allow it. Sure, this time only, though. I would like to point out how classy Mr. Douglas was in the face of you insulting him as soon as he came on our show. <laughs> I thought that was very me classy. Me and Harry are good friends. Come on. He knows. <laughs> it's all love up in here. Coming up him next year. doing a great job. On Joe and Amber, what can we expect from a less than 100% Patrick Mahomes on Sunday? Our producer, James Steele, is shook. We're going to get into it. This is ESPN Radio, and you can listen to us on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Chiefs beat the Jags over the weekend, but it might have cost them a healthy quarterback. This is Joe and Amber, Amber Wilson, Joe Fortma, hanging out with you here on ESPN Radio. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It is that easy. Let's get to some of the sound from around the weekend in a little segment we like to call Sound On, Sound Off. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound On, Sound Off with Joe and Amber. Patrick Mahomes suffered a high ankle sprain in the Chiefs' win over the Jags on Saturday. So, of course, naturally, he was asked after the game how his ankle felt. It feels better. I mean, it feels better than I thought it was going to be now. Obviously, I have a lot of adrenaline going right now, so we'll see how it feels. But uh, I'll hop right into treatment today, tonight and uh, try to do whatever I can to be uh, as close to 100% uh, by next week. But luckily for us, we played the early game on Saturday, so we get an extra almost half a day that I can let that ankle rest. Our producer, James Steele, is an unhinged and kind of inexplicable Kansas City Chiefs fan since he's never at any point in his life lived in Kansas City. But you are unhinged because your quarterback may not be 100% for this matchup against the Bengals. James, tell the truth. You're unhinged. I'm, yeah, I mean, that's probably the best uh, description for me. Uh, just on a lot of things, actually. Uh, but <laughs> so uh, since I'm unhinged, Amber, what, what, what should I expect? from Patrick Mahomes and his ankle on Sunday against the Bengals. I think you're going to expect a less mobile Mahomes, and I think that that is a huge component of his game. I mean, I'm not going to suggest that Mahomes isn't going to still look pretty phenomenal, certainly with that arm, but if he can't evade pressure, Joe, it feels like it could be a problem for Kansas City. Las Vegas is telling you you got a big problem on your hands, James. Yesterday, after the Bengals beat the Bills, Cincinnati opened as a three-point underdog. 
that line got obliterated by money on the Bengals immediately. They went from a three-point dog. They're currently a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Patrick Mahomes has played 12 playoff games in his career. He's never been an underdog. This is an extremely rare situation. That hobbled ankle means he can't run. He rushed for almost 400 yards and four touchdowns this year. That hobbled ankle, does that mean he can sneak on third and fourth and short because the Chiefs didn't want to do it on Saturday against the Jags? Does that hobbled ankle mean he can run around, plant, and throw with the same zip? and accuracy that he has in the past we didn't see that in the second half of that Jags game I think they're in big trouble big trouble this is a fascinating matchup speaking of that AFC championship game here's Bengals head coach Zach Taylor on how much momentum is going to factor into things on Sunday I think winning in this league is extremely difficult you can't look far down the road you just got to look at the next game in front of you and I think that's what this team has always done who's in front of us what do we got to do to beat them okay we did it what do we got to do next week? It hasn't really been about sustaining success for us. It's just about how do we win the next game. And next thing you know, you've you've won 10. Then you just focus on the next one. You try to be one to know the next week. And that's really all this team's honed in on. So the Bengals have won 10 in a row. Uh, they've also beaten the Chiefs three times in a row. Yeah, whatever. Uh, how, how much confidence, Joe, do you think that gives the Bengals heading into Arrowhead on Sunday? Oh, my God. I don't think there's a team with more confidence in the NFL than the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's not based on what's happened this season. It's based on everything that's happened since Joe Burrow arrived. The dude plays with more swagger than anybody, and it's infectious. You can see it. Everybody's smoking cigars after these wins. Everybody is on the same page. Everybody refuses to get down or feel defeated if they're in a tight spot. They just play hard for 60 minutes and they play with incredible swagger. I mean, Zach Taylor was 6 and 25 his first two years in the league. People wanted him fired. Since then, 10 and 7 and a trip to the Super Bowl, 12 and 4, and yet another trip to the conference championship game, Amber. He's been fantastic. I don't there's no one that plays with the swagger the Bengals play with. I mean, I got to be honest, I feel like Joe Burrow could have lost 10 in a row and he'd still seem that confident because I feel like that's just <laughs> who Joe Burrow is. But shoot fortunately, fortunately for Joe, it works out because he does do nothing but win when it matters most and when it matters here down the stretch. I think that momentum has a lot to do with why they found themselves in a Super Bowl last season. They got hot at the right time. They got healthy at the right time. And We saw it towards the end of the season. They go through the postseason, find themselves in a Super Bowl. Maybe it'll be a different tale, and they'll actually win one this season with the way that things are rolling for this Bengals team. It does feel like they get things together when it matters most. Certainly, they were disappointing through the first half of the season. Who cares about the first half of the regular season? All that matters is down the stretch. They seem to have perfected that science. I think momentum matters a lot. I think it matters a lot more, frankly, than even them beating the Chiefs those three times. I think it's just about all the wins consecutively here down the stretch and building off of each and every one. Another disappointing season for the Dallas Cowboys, who always have high expectations. The defense only gave up 19 points. That Dallas D showed up, but the offense did not. They could not get it done versus the 49ers. Here's Micah Parsons on what went down last night. You take away from the things, I think we held them to one touchdown. You tell me you holding, we come in this game and holding them to under 20 points, and if you take away the turnover points, you holding them to under 15, you win the game. So I, I really want to say that. I think everybody left it out there, but they made bigger plays. So, Ember, can you win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott as your starting quarterback? Yes, you can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott, As your starting quarterback, I think Dak Prescott 
is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. And I do think you can win Super Bowls. We've certainly seen it in the past with good quarterbacks. But you need a lot of the right pieces around them. You need everything to fall into place perfectly when you're talking about good, not great. And you need a coach who can get the most out of the quarterback and also hide the deficiencies that separate the great from the good. I don't know if Mike McCarthy is that guy. I think we've seen the ceiling with the pairing of those two. So yes, I think you could win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. I don't think it's going to be with Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy collectively. I don't know. Maybe, maybe would be my answer. I know I should be more definitive, but I mean, what else does the guy need? He's had one of the best offensive lines in football for the majority of his career. He's had elite wide receivers, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. He gets play out of the tight end position. He's got a lot of money spent on running backs who can run the ball. He's got a defense this season that can make plays. Like, what more do you need? What more do you need before you go out there and you go win a game? Like, you're the guy that wins the game. And everyone points to this Buccaneers game like, man, he was so good against the Bucs. Lots of guys were good against the Bucs this year. The Bucs didn't even have a winning record. Now you had to step up. You had to play a real team. And what would you do in that game? He threw two interceptions. That early interception was completely inexcusable. And once again, in crucial spots, he can't make big plays. So I don't know. Maybe maybe if he gets an incredible head coach in there, that'll put him over the top. But for God's sakes, it's not like it's a guy who's got nothing around him and he has to carry. Like Donovan McNabb early in his career in Philadelphia had no wide receivers. He had nothing. He had a defense and he had to make plays. Prescott's had everything. He doesn't even get to the conference championship game. This guy needs to figure out how to get three more wins to win a Super Bowl. He hasn't had everything. He hasn't had a coach who can manage the clock properly. Joe told us last uh, last week that the Giants were huge frauds on Friday. He consistently called them little blue over and over again. Well, well it appears are. Joe Fortenbaugh was right, even though Giants Nation was very upset with Joe Fortenbaugh. The Giants offense only scored seven points. That game was over by halftime. The only reason I even stuck with it a little after the half was because I was shook because of what the Jags did against the Chargers. So I don't trust those. (laughs) That was the only reason. Otherwise, that game was a wrap. It was so boring. Uh, There was no reason to watch it after the half. Here's the Giants general manager, Joe Chain, on if the Giants are going to move forward with our incumbent quarterback. We'd like Daniel to be here. Again, he he said it yesterday. There's there's a business side to it, but um, we feel like Daniel played well this season. He's done everything that we asked him to do and you know again there, there's a business side to it we, we haven't went down that road yet um, you know we still got to have our meetings with our staff late in the week and uh, we'll devise an off-season plan but we, we haven't had those meetings yet but uh, we would like to have Daniel Jones back so Joe is Danny Dimes really a franchise quarterback <sighs> I, I still want to I, I would like to give see the Giants give him a contract and 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 see more He took a huge step up when he finally had competent coaching. Do not suffer from recency bias. He just tore up the Vikings and everyone loved him. Mm -hmm. Then he got shut down by the Eagles and everyone hates him. The truth is somewhere in the middle. He's not bad. He had one year of good coaching. He finally started to look good. Give him more time. It's on the Giants for taking so long to figure out how to coach him up. You heard Joe Shane say over and over and over again, uh, there's a business component to this. The answer here is that, yes, he's their quarterback if, he doesn't cost them too much or if they can get a shorter deal out of him, right? And so he's got to work with this team. But I think it would be advantageous to everybody involved to get a deal done and to move forward with him because I do think that the Giants got enough out of him this season. That coaching staff got enough out of him. You know that he can improve under the staff. You saw it this season. They got the nine wins. I think that you move forward with him, but you don't break the bank on him or hand him a 10-year contract either because there are some questions. Joe and Amber, the podcast.